God has a word for you. Jesus is that word. There's some scriptures. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Oh, huh? If you're looking for a sign, right there it is. Jesus is your sign. Virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And what happened to the Word? The Word became flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, the Son exalted above the angels. Father, thank you. Thank you. The awesomeness of the birth of Christ is God's word for you, for me. Will you miss the awesomeness of it? Will we be so caught up in what's happening whether in the world in general or in our own personal world that we miss God's word. 
The birth of Christ is the birth of God's reformation. So you understand what the word reformation means. It means to the act or state of reforming. It is betterment. It is correction. It is transformation. It is rebirth. It is recovery. It is restoration. And it is establishment. The birth of reformation. God has a word for you. You see, God is a God of language. The God of the Bible is a God of language. He spoke and he speaks. He spoke directly to Adam, Abraham, and Moses. But more frequently, he addresses his people through others. Hebrews chapter 1 says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke. We can reflect and go back and there is, we can go to the very beginning of creation. The heavens declare the glory. The flood. Is a voice. The patriarchs and their life and God's leadership in their lives is a voice. When God gave the law, it was a voice. There are mysterious and and, 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 and kind of, you know... uh, Various languages that Daniel and Ezekiel speak about. Dreams, visions and miracles, all voices. In the proclamation of the word of God today is not speaking a new word. Instead, it is the ministry of the declaration and the application of what has already been said. Of all the voices, every voice must be measured by the word. Because Hebrews says he upholds all things by the word. All things by the word. Hallelujah. Revelation 22 gives us a picture of, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the seriousness of the word. If anyone adds to, if anyone takes away. And according to Hebrews, 
Jesus is God's final word about him, about God. He has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. All of the voices, they merge into one voice, that voice of Jesus Christ. Jesus tells the whole story about God. He's spoken to us in the last days. It's not a discredit of the previous voices, but it is definitely made more clear by the voice of Jesus Christ coming. There's an amazing accuracy of the written word of God. No prophecy came by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3.16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Jesus Christ, this Christmas season, the birth of Christ is God's final word. It is the thus, thus saith the Lord. Remember in Luke chapter 9, verse 35, the voice from heaven, the Father says, this is my beloved son. He said how he's pleased with him, but he said, hear ye him. Woo! Amen. John chapter 1, we read it, in the beginning was the word. Oh, Hallelujah. But Jesus, it's about the beginning. It was there. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 says, and the Word became flesh. Hmm. According to Colossians of chapter 2, verse 9, that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He is the final word. In every case, Jesus is the divine remedy for humanity. 
In every case, Jesus is the complete revelation of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Have you ever thought about how important the words of Jesus is or are? When he says, when he begins to talk about the Holy Spirit coming, he will not speak of himself or on his own authority. He's going to say, he's going to teach, he's going to remind you only the things that I have said. Hallelujah. Not that he doesn't have a word. It says he will not speak on his own authority, so he has authority. He will not speak on his own word, because he does have a word. But he says his role is going to be about the final word. Jesus. And what? He said what he taught, what he did, you know, and what he pointed to. Hmm. The answer. I said that so you could see how important the words of Jesus really are. How important the voice of Scripture really is. It's not a discount to, you know what I mean, the many ways that God has spoken in the past. But the main thing is, is that it's the words of Jesus that carry the most credibility with God. Because he was God, he is God, and he is the Word. When Jesus Christ was born, it was that reformation, you know, that everything about him is better. One and four, it's so, of Hebrews one and four, it's so much better. And what he has obtained is more excellent than anything before. How many know there were some really great things when you study Scripture that happened before? He said, before Abraham was, I am. So, what is contained in this birth of Christ? What is that word that God wants us to capture?
what is God saying? If he has spoken through his son. Number one, we know that he has said, God is with us. God places himself with us. Jesus is God's amen. Jesus is the witness of God. The Lord will give you a sign. A sign, of course, is a way to identify. So when God is speaking to us through Jesus, he's letting us know that it's not just a baby in a manger. It's Emmanuel. Oh. Now that's a tenet of the gospel. But does, do we grasp the impact of it? It means that God is with us. It means that God doesn't separate himself. But he enjoins with us. It means that God is with us in our trouble, in our pain. And that he's right in the middle of it all. When he became flesh, there was something that to be seen when he became flesh. John 14, 114 tells us what it is. There's a glory to behold. There's a grace to be recognized. And there is a truth to be trusted. So what do you see when you look at Jesus? Do you see his glory, his grace, and his truth? See, it's those things. It wasn't the birth of the baby that caused the shepherds to be so excited. It wasn't just another child that caused, you know, I mean, those wise men to travel probably for three years. Yeah. They recognize something. They put the pieces of the puzzle together. 
all the voices of that 4,000 years of history to the degree that they had been taught and understood It was what was coming that caused the patriarchs, according to the book of Hebrews, to press on. And it should be not what was coming, but who has come that should cause us. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and sing. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, for your king. Woo. I know these are tenets of our faith but that those tenets don't bring inspiration to our life. They are just a letter. And we have not captured the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. That's in the word. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Why did Jesus come as a baby? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 tells us specifically why he came as a baby. Because it says this, that he must become like his brethren. He couldn't. To have full identity with humanity, he could not, you know, come in the full stature of a man. He had to begin like every one of us begin. And just because he has a small beginning doesn't mean that he is great at the beginning. This birth of Christ in the message that he is sending to us as, God, as he is speaking to us through Jesus Christ is that, you know what I mean, that uh, the messianic promise has been launched. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Yeah. Heaven and earth will pass away, but guess what? The word will never pass away.
It means that the Savior has been provided. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He is not only Jehovah the Savior, he is Joshua, the one who brings rest. Because that's what Joshua means, the one who brings rest. The Hebrew says that there's a rest. Yeah. Remember when Jesus said, come on to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's the one that takes you into the promised land of God's promises. Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah. The voice of Jesus says this with respect and, how can I put it, awareness. But he, when he sent Jesus, he sent him not because of who was going to be in the White House, but who was going to be in your house. Woo! For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He's concerned about your house. The two houses that he spoke about in the scriptures of the foundations made the difference. How many know that, that the house that was built on sand, it, it it, it wasn't a house that was poorly built. It just had a poor foundation. That's all. Just a poor foundation. The birth of Christ means that Satan would be defeated. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The birth of Jesus is the end of the devil's dominance. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world.
Oh, come, let us adore him. <laughs> oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. The question was asked, Peter. Who do men say that I am? And and they were attached to all the old voices. Some say you're a prophet. Some say you're Elijah. Who do you say that I am? When you know and really, when we get into, you know what I mean, in our lives and hearts who Jesus really is, we'd be willing to be crucified upside down for Jesus. Because that's what Peter happened to him. good news we're not in that state yet <laughs> there's something that the son is speaking to us it's not you know different as it is more clearer the birth of jesus is the entrance of the blood of Emmanuel into the earth. That which is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. God's redeeming all power, all conquering in perfect blood all of a sudden is entering into the world for the sake of humanity. How much more shall the blood of Christ? Yeah. The birth of Christ is the is that that sacrificial lamb that satisfies all the claims of heavenly justice. Yeah. The day that you eat of this, you shall surely die. The day that you believe in Jesus Christ, you shall surely live. How can we give the Lord a praise? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. God is launching his own personal reformation. So many things about it. Jesus is the catalyst for the new creation. If any man be in Christ.
Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. The birth of Christ also means that you and I have a representative at the throne of God. He is not only our substitute, but he is our representative. We have an advocate with the Father, verse John 2 and 1. Jesus Christ, the righteous. started in a manger. Ask my musicians to come. The birth of Christ speaks to us that God is personal. He's personal. Hebrews chapter 2, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. Yes. In Christ's birth, God is approaching us. He's approaching us. Which means Emmanuel is God, inter- God interpreted as God with us. And there is so much more to the story. birth of Christ that he is God's Lamb God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name He said to his son, Jesus, sit thou on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. We know there is an until. Until. The decree has been made and is final, but we still live in the until. The message at the birth of Jesus is God wants to bless all people. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. And in you, all families of the earth will be blessed. Jesus is the in you. 
He's the owner. Yes, hallelujah. What are you saying, Pastor? Obviously, I'm saying a lot of things, but there will be a lot of voices that will disappoint you. Because every other voice is only in part. Every other expression was only in shadows and vagueness. But Jesus is not a shadow of something. No. His word is not pointing to something. His word is a declaration of that something. with me this morning there's a light that is shined in the darkness we must not miss the voice of the sun had all the other voices he came to his own and his own received him not they didn't receive the last word the final word man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God I wonder the lack of life in the church is it due to not really grasping the final word that's not a put down it's a wake up call yes Jesus Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Every search of Scripture should lead you to Jesus. Because Jesus said, Search the Scriptures. Because every one of them leads to 
God's final word. Yeah. That's who you have. That's what we celebrate. Amen. Oh, yes. This is really a good book. <laughs> something hang it on the, the final word Jesus hallelujah you see because a lot of things will pass away heaven and earth will pass away but the word is never gonna pass away and I'm not just talking about something printed on the pages, you know what I mean? Because it's wonderful that we have them that way. But Jesus, the word is never going to pass away. No. Hallelujah. All right. Go with God. Hallelujah. Because he's already on his way. <laughs> he is. Marching. God bless you. Thank you. Wonderful. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.